What's going on, church? I don't know how your weekend was, uh, but for me, the Cowboys didn't lose. Texas Tech won. Um, you know, some, some good things are happening, okay? I know that sometimes it's hard to see the good whenever you're surrounded by so much bad things, but God is so good still. And so I'm excited to share with you a new message today. Um, you know, I think now more than ever, we live in a time where we have access to more information, right? Back in the day, word of mouth was like our internet. That's the way everything traveled. We found out about new things. But nowadays, because of the internet, because of it being on our phones and, and all these different devices, man, we have like the world at our fingertips when it comes to information. And it's easy to get overloaded and to be misinformed or overlook what is true. And today, I'm going to give you a compass to help you navigate through the bull, right? Um, so you can know where you're going, um, because I, I, I'm afraid to say this, but this is I feel like this is true. Um, there's some people that are headed to places they aren't supposed to be, but they don't even know it because they don't know how to see it or they don't know how to read it. And I think at different times in our life, that could happen to any of us. Um, but God wants to intervene. God wants to help us in all things. Uh, I want to say it's in Psalms. It says that the Lord gets to light in the details of our life. And he wants to be a part of everything. And so we should make him a part of everything, right? Because there's always going to be a greater outcome in store for us. And today's message is called, Take This to Heart. Take This to Heart. We're going to be in James chapter 1, um, towards the end of the chapter. But I'm actually going to be reading from the Passion Translation today. Uh, because I, I like the vocabulary that he used. It just, it got a depth of richness to it um, that I think you would enjoy and you could get a lot out of as well. But of course, let me pray, and then we'll dive into the Word of God, and man, just allow God to examine our hearts and work in us. Amen? Let me pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, um, that you see us, Father, you meet us exactly where we're at, and you help us along so we can continue to mature and, and grow in ways that will honor you. And so I just pray, Lord, that you would examine our hearts, you would examine our motives, our minds, our thoughts, Lord. Um, that you would bring them to the forefront of ourselves and lay them on the table so we could see them and help us uh, make the best choice in all the things that we do so we could honor you in this life and we could help those um, that are in need of help uh, because we know there are many people that are hurting right now. There are many people that are struggling. Um, but Father, you are a God of all people and you are one that wants to be in the details of all of our lives, Lord. And a lot of people don't know that truth and so help us be a light um, to bring um, people to that, um, but also to help us as well. And so we just thank you and speak to us today. Holy Spirit, have your way. We love you and pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, James chapter 1. I was reading uh, with Desiree, my wife, the other day with this, and I was like, mm, God already told me. He said, you're going to be talking about this this come this weekend. So here we are. So James chapter 1, starting at verse 19. We're going to read all the way to the end of the chapter. Um, remember, I'm reading in the Passion Translation, um, but this is what this translation says. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak, and be slow to become angry. For human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. So this is why we abandon everything immorally pure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word which has been implanted within our nature. For the word of life has the power to continually deliver us. 
Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like a person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and you forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessings in all they do. If someone believes they have a relationship with God but fails to guard his word, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. True spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and the widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's value. Mm. So I know that's a mouthful, okay? That's a lot, okay? And that's a lot to digest, um, but I want us all to start simply with this. Our words carry weight. Words carry weight. The things you say have great impact not only in your life, but to those around you and the ones that you're speaking with. A lot of times we say things not realizing the message that we're actually communicating. We just think that, you know what, it makes sense in my mind, so of course this person knows what I'm trying to say. Um, but if we're not careful with the things that we say, we could be sending out the wrong message um, that's being read in the wrong language, resulting in the wrong translation. James chapter 1, 19 says, my dearest brothers, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak, and be slow to become angry. Take this to heart. So this is something, okay, hey, man, this isn't something just to overlook, okay? This has importance to it. I need to hold on to this. I probably need to go back and, and re remember and, and check on it regularly. It's not something just to get rid of or throw away and toss away after I've heard it. Uh, it makes me think of, you ever had somebody that's older than you and they try to share you advice? You know, you told them about a situation, they told you something, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm still going to go and do this. And then you come back around afterwards and you're like, you know what, dang, I should have listened. I should have listened to what they were telling me. That's the story of my life, okay? So many people kept trying to throw life reservers, um, but I told them, nah, man, I'm good. I know how to swim and I always found myself drowning in situations I didn't belong into. So when it says take this to heart, it means, hey, man, we need to be paying attention to what's being said and we need to hold on to this. OK, we need to go back and revisit this because it's trying to help us avoid heartache. It's trying to help us um, avoid some things that we shouldn't have to deal with and that others shouldn't either. So take this to heart. Mm, that's a good way to start off. And then it said, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen, not quick to speak. We have to start by listening. We have to be intentional when we're hearing others. If we're quick to speak, then what's going to happen is we're going to be doing all the talking and it's going to be hard to hear anybody else. And how can you know how to correctly respond to something if you don't take the time to listen? Now, my wife's probably like, boy, you better be paying attention to that, okay? Because this could save extra time in all of our lives. If we would just pause and be intentional in the things that we listen to, Man, we wouldn't have to go back around and have the same conversation about the same thing, okay? And she's probably like, boy, you need to highlight that. You need to remember that. Because uh, a lot of times she's like, you don't even be listening. I'll be like, girl, yes, I do. I'll say, man, the only way, uh, the reason I ask you to repeat it is because I like to hear you talk. 
She'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever, right? No, but some of us have been asking for God to speak, but we don't even give him a chance to talk because we try to do all the talking. We have to start with listening. It has to start there. That's going to help us keep a five-minute conversation from turning into a 30-minute conversation, okay? It's just going to save a lot of time. It's going to put time back in our life. So be quick to listen. Then that verse went on to say, be slow to speak. That's not saying that you have to be slow in the way that you speak and your pace or treat somebody that you're talking to like a child, okay? That's not what this is saying. This is saying, look, you need to really understand the things that you're talking about, who you are saying them to, and how you are saying them, okay? Nothing gets people in trouble faster than speaking without thinking first. Married men, take note, okay? Nothing gets them in tr- faster than speaking uh, without thinking, okay? We get turned into statues daily because of this one. No, nah, but really though, understand who you are talking to, I said it uh, last week, right? You ask God for discernment so you can know uh, the person you're talking to um, because you don't want to be having the wrong conversation with the wrong person because ain't nothing good going to come from that. It's going to keep us, um, man, from from having those things. It's not saying that you shouldn't be you in all conversations, but it's saying, hey, man, I need to understand that I'm not going to talk to my my boss or my wife or my children or to my pastor. I'm not going to talk to these different people the same way, okay? We have to be slow to speak and understand who we're talking to. We have to understand the things that we're saying and the way that we're saying it. It's like if you send somebody a text message, right, and you just sent it, and they read it back, and they're like, oh, man, what what are they over here trying to tell me? And they reply back, and you're confused, like, man, I I know what you know what I said. But when we rush to speak, we always hit different than what we meant. So we got to slow down. And it's not a bad thing, okay? It's a good thing. When we slow down, it's really going to help us. Avoid heartache. Cause like I said, man, if we're not careful, then it's going to be read in the wrong language, resulting in the wrong translation. Be slow to speak. And also this, be slow to get angry. Slow to get angry. I know we could all use more patience, especially with this year. It's been growing our patience. But this isn't something we can buy online or could just go to the store and get, okay? The only way to truly grow in this area is to be intentional in choosing to swallow your feelings at times and extend grace, okay? And that's not saying that you should just ignore what's going on or you should ignore those feelings and just keep them bottled up. Don't do that, okay? Because if you continue to do that, eventually you're going to explode and it's probably going to be at the worst time to actually do that. We're human. We all have feelings and instantly sometimes things can come across Man, that upsets us. and We all have those things that trigger us. Um, but it's in those moments that we're triggered of understanding, okay, it's not healthy for me to speak when I'm in this in my feelings, when I'm upset. Because if I do, I'm going to end up saying the wrong things and end up with more problems, more headaches, and more anger. Okay, we have to be wise uh, when we're under angry and find healthy outlets to release it. James chapter 20 says, I mean, James... Uh, 120 says, for human anger is never a legit tool to promote God's righteous purpose. So if you get upset, right, somebody offends you, or maybe you see something, you're like, man, this that does not align with the word of God. And so it upsets you. Let me let me say this right now. That does not give you permission to be ugly, to treat people harshly, just to prove um, that they are incorrect and trying to bring correction. That is never 
a legit tool to promoting God's righteous purpose. Never. You can't say, man, you know what? But the word of God says this, so you know what? I could just point my finger at people. No, that's that's not cool, man. That's not your place, okay? You're not the judge. It's not for up to you to hand out the judgment, okay? That is beyond your authority and out of your jurisdiction. Stay in your lane. Bashing people is not in the world is not the way that God is trying to use you to draw people to Jesus so he can save them, okay? Watch your words. Watch your funky attitude. Watch your temper. Uh, please, please, please be slow to speak. Think what you're saying and be quick to listen. Quick to listen. Our words carry weight. And just like the way that our words carry weight, check this out. Actions speak. Actions speak. What we do and how we do it, man, it could express what we're thinking at times. It could express how we're feeling, what we believe, who we believe. It could actually be like a gauge um, to show where our faith is. And it could also show the roots um, that we allow to influence us. Because check this out. Um, James 1.21 says, This is why we abandon everything and morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Everything. Instead, with the sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word, which has been implanted within our nature. For the word of life has power to continually deliver us. Church, where we're not intentional in what we abandon, we open ourselves up to absorb what's in front of us and around us. Have you ever had somebody that was a friend and they got these new friends and they start hanging around with them and then as they come back around, um, you're talking to them and they start using words you ain't never heard them say. And you're like, why you start talking like that? What's up with you? But then you know, like, man, it's them new friends you've been hanging with, right? You probably, you've done it. I know I've done it before. It's just like the movie The Waterboy, uh, right? His mama had sheltered him. And so he was afraid of everything because his mama says, well, that's the devil. That's the devil. And so he's like, I can't mess with none of these things. And so in that time period, he was innocent. He was a pretty innocent, genuine dude. But as soon as he started indulging in all these different things, he completely changed, right? He was a whole different person. And this is the thing, church. If we're not careful abandoning things, we're going to be absorbing them, okay? That's, that's just the truth of, of the nature. And his word is part of our fiber. And it has the continual power to deliver us. But it can get blocked when we are constantly pushing things out, um, everything that came to prevent it. So when we are constantly absorbing all these things that we're not supposed to, it's always going to be pushing out um, God with inside of us, right? It's going to be blocking out what God's trying to do in us. Our actions speak, church. That's why it says, man, we got to abandon all of these things because it's going to corrupt you. Whether you realize it or not, it, it does. Um, James 1.22 says, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. So don't be foolish thinking, man, you know what? I read it. I'm good. That's all I got to do. All I got to do is keep reading the book. All I got to do is go to church. All I got to do is attend these things, but I don't actually have to live these things out. Man, the word of God says, no, don't be doing it. Okay, there's more to it. You got to be responding to these things. Okay, his word demands a response. His word demands a response. And that should be us fulfilling it with the way that we live. 
what does your response look like? What would you describe um, your actions as? I mean, if, if a mirror was showing you it to yourself, what would it say? James 1, 23 and 24 says, If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like a person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. But then, check this out, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. So when you don't respond by living out what his word is spoken, you become something you were never meant to be. In the beginning, it's not a big deal because as you keep looking back in that mirror, you see, you know, God working in your life. You see the things that God has been doing. But the longer this continues, the more um, that you continue to avoid these things and not actually apply these things, what's going to happen is you're going to end up, um, man, not even remembering who you are, who you belong to, what his word is trying to teach you and be living these things out. So you're going to be like walking into battle, but forgetting all your weapons behind. That's not a, a, a good place to be. James 1.26 says, if, if someone believes they have a relationship with God, but fails to guard his word, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. Mm. We can believe our response doesn't matter much, but the reality of it is, um, it does. And whenever we are not obeying the word by living it out, right? We're not applying these things that his word is teaching us. Then really our relationship with God it's not going to be as healthy as we think it is. And in fact, our hearts are going to be drifting away from him. And that's going to result into us being more shallow, more empty. It's, it's like being a pinata. We filled up with all these things. So when we get hit by the world, we're going to be like, dang, man, we ain't even going to be able to withstand it. Because we ain't been filling ourselves up with Jesus. We've been filling ourselves up with the world. That's crazy, church. Don't do it, okay? We got to be better than that. Because it's going to mess up the places God, God's already spoken in your life. He's got a, a place that he wants to take you and help you be a part of amazing things. Um, but if you're drifting away from him, you're going to find yourself in situations that are filled with destruction. And that's a place that the enemy wants you, that he's trying to consume you in. And I've been in that place, okay? In the beginning of our walk, um, before we were even married with me and Desiree, we were young believers. And in the beginning... You know, we were on fire. But as time progressed, she continued to respond to God by living out her word and growing deeper into the relationship. And me, I would read it but not apply it. I thought, you know what? I go to church. I serve. I do these things. I'm cool. Like, that's all I need to do. That's good enough. But the more that this continued, the farther away my heart was drifting from God and even drifting from her. And it got to the point that our relationship was jacked up. Like, we were going to split up. We were comfortable with it. Uh, I was comfortable with it, if I'm being honest, and she wasn't. But I was like, oh, well, you know what? It is what it is. You know, things happen in life. You know what? It's not the end of the world. I didn't care. And I was back smoking weed, and I was still going to church and still doing these different things. But I was empty. I was shallow. I was not the person um, that I was supposed to be. And so it got to the point that we were pretty much done. And I remember being super high one night and God humbled me. And he says, man, you say that you're living for me, but look who you're reflecting. Okay? Look how you're reflecting. How are you responding to what my word says? Are you following it? 
or you doing whatever you, you want to do. And man, I remember just sitting there crying and just realizing, like, dang, you know, for so long, you know, I, I say I'm a Christian and, and I'm a believer and, and that I believe in God, but I'm not living like I really do because I'm trying to control everything in my life. I'm not listening to what his word is trying to tell me. And so that day I remember breaking down and repenting and telling a man, God, I'm, man, I'm, forgive me, man. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to lose this woman that you blessed me with. I don't want to lose our family, all the things that you have given me. And I'm not being a good steward with it. Man, it messed me up for real. And I remember uh, repenting that night and seeking forgiveness and making an oath to do better, that I was going to commit um, to what his word says by responding and allowing myself to obey what he tells me to do. Okay, I was going to apply this word. And I remember telling her these things and she was just like, yeah, okay, whatever, right? And it was not an easy journey, church. But it's a journey that I've never looked back on and that it has got me to this point today. And it's summed up by this first next verse right here in verse 25 it says, but those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fastened by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessings in all they do. Mm. The moment that I realized, you know what? I messed up. OK, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. OK, my words carry weight. My actions are speaking and all the things are not saying that I, I'm a believer like I'm confessing and saying to everybody else in the world. That was the facts. And when the moment that I repented, right, I turned from the way that I was doing. I, I seeked forgiveness from God. And I told him, man, you got to help me change this. I, I shifted my focus completely to what he said. And I shifted my actions to responding in obedience. And, and as soon as I started doing those things, he kept continuing to strengthen me. Because the journey was not easy. The journey was difficult. It was hard. And it's still hard to this day. Okay, I'm not a perfect person. I'm a jacked up person. But thankfully, I'm loved by God. That Man, he loves me relentlessly and unconditionally. And he wants to help me. Okay. He's willing to offer forgiveness and grace. Because I need it. Has just a person. I'm not perfect. I mess up all the time. But because of where my gaze is. Because of the way that I respond. I've been able to see him strengthen me in the ups and downs of our journey in our marriage and our life with our children and all the different things that we have gone on. He's always strengthened us and he's always blessed us and everything. So even though 2020 has been a, a crazy year from a lot of people, I'm going to sit here and tell you the truth that for me personally, it's been a lot of blessings more than it has been difficulties. And that's not saying everything's been great. Okay, we've lost people that we've loved and we've had different, man, things that have been hard. But God has still shown blessings in all of these things. And he's still given me strength to continue to press forward. And church, the same is available to you if you pay attention to your actions, if you pay attention to your words. These things could be true for you as well. And you could see blessings in all that you do. So this is very simple. The challenge for this week is let's work on our response. Work on your response, whether it's your actions, whether it's your words. Man, we got to do better, church, okay? It's not enough that we just spend time reading the word, that we spend time praying. We got to be living these things out. And he, what he's telling us, 
man, it's not bad things, okay? He's not trying to set rules in your life. He's trying to give you guides to live a better life so you can reflect him in this world, so you can provide hope, so you can provide comfort, so you can meet a need, so you can do things beyond your own ability. But the only way that you're truly going to do this and the only way that you're truly going to represent him is by understanding, okay, look, my words carry weight, my actions speak, and he's demanding a response. How am I going to respond? So when I look at that mirror, I can say, you know what? I may be jacked up. I may be imperfect. But I know when God sees me and when I see myself, I'm genuine. I do the best that I can. And I keep pressing forward. And I know I can get through anything because I have a God who loves me, a God who accepts me, and a God who's willing to walk with me through it. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for this word, Lord, and I know for a lot of us it's not easy. It's not easy um, to be quick to listen. It's not easy to slow to speak. It's not easy to be slow to get angry. It's not easy always taking what you're telling us to heart uh, because sometimes we just want to keep going and going and going, Lord. But I pray that you will give us opportunities to pause, um, that you would examine our heart, that you would examine our motives, our actions, Lord, that you would put it on the forefront of our minds, Lord, um, so we could see it clearly, so we could do better and, and respond better to what you are asking of us. And we could honor you in the way that we live our life, Lord. And so, I'm, God, I'm just, man, I'm so grateful for your grace, Lord, and, and so grateful for your correction, for your discipline, uh, because I know that it's, it's shaping and molded me to be something that I couldn't be without you. And the same is true for my brothers and sisters out there, that you are willing to shape us and mold us. Um, but we got to be willing um, to allow you. So, Father, I pray that we would all be willing to and that we would all respond in a way man, that fulfills your will in our life, but also honors you with our actions and with our words. And so help us to respond in a way that is going to give you the glory, in a way that is going to transform our thoughts and our actions, in a way that is going to help bring change to this world. So, Father, we love you and we thank you and pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Church, I love y'all. Uh, man, I pray that you receive this today, whatever God was specifically trying to tell you. Uh, maybe it was even encouraging from, you know, uh, the testimony of, you know, the things that God has brought me personally through. It's been a crazy journey, but God is faithful. It doesn't matter what valley you may be looking at, what kind of mountain may be standing in front of you. We have a God that says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. He says, I will strengthen you, I am there with you, I will help you, and I will lead you holding your, up your hand with his victorious right one. Trust in that, church. I love you. God bless you. Let's have a great week. Let's conquer the week. Let's spawn, respawn in a way that honors him.